0: This is for the players.
1: I'm Ryan (laughs) Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culture PlayStation Podcast. They've 40 years of playing PlayStation and 5 plus years and that game's meaning combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation Conversation.
0: This PlayStation Conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to be part of future conversations, head on over to our Facebook, our Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All the links are in the description below. If
1: you want to join the conversation as this happens and watch me flub this intro three times, you can join us at twitch.tv slash the pop culture is just like a handful of people are right now coming to watch us chat playstation now one thing we'd like you to do if you would be so kind would be share the conversation tell your friends tell your families about this little playstation pod uh look we know it's tough right now but if you want if you did want to you can support us financially at patreon.com slash the as well as our merchandise store slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it only took three attempts no
0: no no buddy got it right we nailed it first go yeah nailed it first. yeah
1: thanks buddy <laughs> but he was there he was counting for us so i thought it was three times but i think he nailed it it's one time how are you max
0: yeah not too bad mate yourself
1: i'm pretty well i'm pretty well uh i'm a bit spacing in the head apparently i've come to yep. learn this morning so this could be whole kinds of fucked up uh, End episode i don't know how this is gonna go but uh we'll see how's your week been yeah, not too bad. I mean, just work. Yeah, uh, yeah, had to had to take the kid
0: to the doctors the other night. She's got uh, what appears to be like a, a cyst on the bottom of her on, on her thumb. Ow! So it's all it's all pussy and gross, and she's taken a liking to sucking on her whole hand. So we're like, we should take her to the doctors and you know make sure that's all good. And they're like, nah, pus is fine to eat. Don't stress. Ew! If it doesn't go away in a couple of days, come back and we'll give you some antibiotic cream. <laughs>
1: I have mixed emotions about your doctor's opinions. Well, uh, well, I mean, take for example,
0: if they get like, is it mastitis? Uh yeah. for for pregnant women when they're breastfeeding. Yeah, they they still recommend breastfeeding your child. They're like, it's it's fine. The stomach acid just like eats it all up, apparently, and it's all Gucci. It's it's disgusting, but apparently yeah, there's nothing it's, wrong it's, with it.
1: It's uncomfortable, <laughs> is the one thing. Well, i haven't had any sis this week so that's pretty sweet <laughs> uh, what was that? sorry i haven't had any sis this week so that's that's oh, that's, that's positive uh we'll get this uh we'll get this straight off the bat ryan get less fat update number four yeah for yeah, four. 10 kilos gone ladies gentlemen i have lost two whole big fucking bags of uh, potatoes uh 10 kilos down as of wednesday so i'm like what 10.3 kilos now so i'm a little bit over um which is fantastic for me i'm nice. feel- feeling sexy you know <laughs> and that's the whole thing it's all about as i said getting pretty for packs
0: yeah if it happens I mean, we'll still be pretty by packs, even yeah. if it doesn't.
1: Well, because you're on the you're you're on the shake too now, Max. I am now on the shake.
0: Now I messaged you the other morning because caramel is not good by itself. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's really sweet. It's uh,
1: so you really need sweet. to mix that shit with something else. Uh so I've got coffee to mix that with but the uh the oh, chock yeah.
0: mint the chalk mint goes alright.
1: Well, I did go to the shops today. I was like I bought a new shaker from Jake so I can like rotate the two of them. Um and then there was no mint. Oh, that's what I picked up the mint. Oh, lots of love in the chat, from everyone. Thank you Cass. Uh Cass put on the 10 kilos I lost apparently, which is it, which is fascinating. All the burgers that he eats. <laughs> on top of that, uh Splendor Ziltoy goes, what happened to Max? Looks like he's having a rough one. <laughs> yeah. Did not sleep well last night. (laughs) 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 Having young child does that to you. Uh, Buddy says, go Ryan. Maybe I should get on the shakes. Well, as of right now, look, this is how it's working. So I'm doing the shakes. Um, Max is doing the shakes. Uh, Previous co-host and co-founder of pop culturist, josh saunders is also on the shakes i don't know how whether he's still going hard on them though but uh a good mitchell friend craig from the mullet show is on the shakes my boss paris is on the shakes that's six people including myself that are that have made the switch and like there's just losing kilos everywhere it's fucking awesome what what
0: what happened is we all gave up drinking and now we've all got the shakes
1: (laughs) yeah well like well look it, it came around the period of panic buying in the supermarket. Let's just replace the the food that we should have been buying with just meal replacement shakes, and then we'll see what happens. Oh, and Dash, and Dash as well. Dash has been on them for three weeks as well. So that's seven. That many? Seven people on the shakes. It's good times. It's a good time to be shaken. <laughs> what about you, Max? Wait, wait, what you know? Where, where, where's your numbers game at? Where, where are you in totals? Honestly, don't know,
0: but I've only started doing it properly from last week.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. Well, because well, as, as we mentioned, cause need, you you've need, changed your
1: to, diet from the start of the year. You did though that yeah. uh, diet pill speed for a little bit.
0: So after ta- after doing so, since the last since the start of the year, I've lost just over twenty kilos.
1: Twenty kilos, hell yeah! That's fucking which, phenomenal. Which,
0: which goes to show show just how fat i was
1: (laughs) dude that's the total thing like i because i remember being like 129 kilos or whatever and i was like oh i thought i was pretty fucking fat then i had no idea how even fatter i got (laughs) so it's like it's actually incredibly positive in that way and dash is seven kilos down
0: so, uh, i want to yeah. do
1: a collective total at the end of this year and i want to see how many hundreds of kilos we can lose although we're not talking about playstation right now and we will this is important part of us this is keeping us accountable um it, so i think if we pile that shit together and then we say at the end of this year we as a show we as a community lost a total of x amount of kilos and i'm very looking forward to that day buddy in the chat is killing it congrats max we're getting there We're, We're getting, getting there, there. <laughs> It's it's a good time But anyway Regardless about us being fat Because that's uh, it's th- We can talk about that next week Because it's not going away It's going away slowly <laughs> But not that fast uh, Max what have you been playing this week? Uh, so I jumped back
0: into Rocket League this week They've got a, a new limited game mode running this this weekend oh, yeah? So it's uh, Heat Seeker mode Basically uh, you hit the ball And it automatically home into the enemy's goals I like it already um every time every time it gets hit, like if a volley gets going, it gets faster and faster and faster and curves more and more towards the goals until it's just impossible to say. So
1: everyone's on the defense at all times. Yeah, pretty much. That sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, the yeah, only so problem three- that I have <laughs> is I
1: never mastered the aerial stuff in Rocket League. So <laughs> I'd like just go straight over me into the goal. So it's it's
0: three V three, first to seven wins.
1: Awesome. Have you really had a win? Good fun.
0: Oh yeah. More losses than wins though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, why, that's not, why. That's why. I stopped I'm playing. I just anymore. kept losing all the time. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Um. Uh, I touched. I jumped back into Neo Two for a little bit. Hmm. Um. I still suck. Mm. Still stuck on the same same level. I uh, jumped back into Resident Evil Two Remake for a little bit. Man, that game's good. So good. And then I've just been grinding out uh, Persona Five Royal. Nice. So I'm about twenty five hours deep, and I just finished the second palace.
1: Very good. Very, very cool.
0: What about yourself? What have you been doing? Uh,
1: I myself, uh, not a whole lot because it's been a bit of, bit of a busy work week. Um, and then obviously wrestling stuff has taken on. I jumped into Fallout 76 again. I checked out the Wastelanders update. Uh, it does feel better with it does. NPCs. Yes. Because uh, it, it, it adds what it's missing. Because like it's nice to see someone and go, oh. I don't think you're trying to kill me. That's pretty cool. I like you already. So,
0: is there a vast? Because I, I was, I was watching the stream for a bit, but I, I, I had to duck out. Do, mm. Is there a lot of? mpcs or is it just a few scattered here and so there? it is
1: it is its whole st- own storyline that i didn't really dive too far into initially on the stream but as i played a little bit more it's kind of expanded out um but yeah so you, you meet a couple of handful of NPCs out front of vault 76 uh there has been this uh radio transmission that there is a tr- a treasure buried under appalachia uh, and that is why everyone is flocking to there in order to find the treasure so previously in that area it was just everyone that had left the vault but now everyone's coming here so I've seen like a good I don't know 10 or so at the moment which is cool like it does add a little bit I've ran into a couple um because for some reason I remember building a camp last time I played but it's been so long who knows where it is or whether it just dismantled itself because of the game so I rebuilt a small hut and I was hiding out in this forest and this dude walks up and he's like hey how you going I'm like hey NPC man what, what are you doing he's like nah nothing and then he starts holding into a rock next to me I'm like this is gonna, <clears throat> this is gonna be fun <laughs> yeah, sounds about right but yeah, no, it does. It adds a little bit more to the world. Um, I, remember, like, I remember playing Flight 76 at launch and I, I enjoyed it somewhat. Like, I didn't hate it uh, initially. Josh, Josh
0: was really into it, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: Josh and his son, they had a great time just piss-farting around the, the map together. It wore, it wore its welcome out really fast um, for them. Mm. And I agree with the same. It, it, there was a window and... Mm, nah. And then something else shinier came along so I ended up playing that instead. And I think I might do the same here. I've still got to download. I'm still. I'm, I might go back because, like, I enjoy in small bursts. Like wh- after you've been, you know, a year and a half away from it, I like it's like, all right, cool. No, I enjoyed this. This is fun. But then you know, there's other things that I need to finish, like for uh, like Final Fantasy VII. So I have played it more since last week. I'm seeing about mm-hmm. 18 hours um, in. So I'm a. Uh, I've. What was the last thing I did? I just did the Colosseum. For context, oh, yeah, yep. 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 Um, so yeah. I know where you are. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I just did the Colosseum. Um, that was a bunch of fun, actually. Uh, the final boss in that Colosseum, I was like, oh, that's not as hard as I anticipated. It's a bit disappointing, but uh, I. Uh, it's funny you
0: should say that because I struggled hard on that on that Colosseum boss. Oh, really? I didn't at and all, it's, and it's and it's because I wasn't doing it properly. Uh, oh, is I was that to, uh, Is that the one you mentioned yeah. you were
1: having a rough time with?
0: Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I was trying to brute force it because i didn't have the uh the correct material equipped that i needed Uh. and i refused to like just quit out and just redo rejig my characters (laughs) i just kept bashing my head against the wall until like
1: yeah that's smart call smart call (laughs) uh and today i uh jumped into a game from like two years back called strange brigade uh okay. yeah this is made by uh rebellion it's the team behind uh like zombie army and sniper elite and stuff like that okay. um it's part of the easter sale right now it's like 15 bucks for the fuck off edition that comes with everything um it came recommended to me by my boss now my boss he plays games because we we both work in a games department of of a bigger uh disability service so that our entire job is to know games but with our current schedules he tends to play less than i do you know i i i fucking push my schedule hard in order to to play games and he's like i've been playing this game non-stop you should probably get it i'm like all right if he if it comes recommended from paris i know i'm pretty confident that it's gonna play at least all right so I jumped in, I played about a uh, half hour of it before I came into this, it's, uh, initial thoughts, it's charming, it does feel a little AA, feels like a high-end AA game, which is, which I'm really liking already, uh, it has this, uh, narrator, so you're, you, the Strange Brigade is essentially this group of ragtag individuals that get thrown together to go stop this supernatural thing from happening in Egypt the right. unleash of this supernatural being so you get dropped into this like uh, uh, island in the first sort of tutorial level it teaches you all the basic running around shooting and climbing that sort of stuff and like it's it's charming in half an hour I'm yeah. like Ooh, I'm gonna want to spend more time on you and it's multiplayer so you oh, know nice. maybe we can you know I can, he and I can play external to work even though I'm pretty sure he and to see less of me because we only see each other at work all the time um but yeah no like I'm gonna put some more into it I'm enjoying it but then on top of that I still haven't touched Persona 5 Royal have
0: you given I, I also noticed a distinct lack of uh Elder Scrolls Online after you made me download it
1: <laughs> oh no I, no I played it I played it on stream and it was just more of that I cause in order to play that I need to be in this room cause it's on the PC so it's yep. all about finding a good hunk of time. So like tonight, maybe I might sit down and give it a burl because I can allocate time, honest, like on the weekend. So if you're interested tonight, we can give Elder Scrolls Online a burl. Uh, yeah, I, I created a a, a dark elf uh, character because that's my go-to. Mm. Um, well, and- I
0: did the same. I, I made a dark elf necromancer, and then all of a sudden, I was like super high level and in an area that I'd never seen before. Well, that's so I think di- they start in a different area to
1: because so I bought it with the Elsewhere DLC that came with uh, mm. you know Somerset and Morrowind uh, and yeah like I'm in Elsewhere I'm with a bunch of cat folk I'm like that yeah I, so first time so I played I, first time I played this I was in like a graveyard of some sorts mm. so so I'm the
0: same I, I upgraded my copy for I think eight bucks a copy yeah
1: so I thought it was a bit weird that like they didn't let me go back to you know where I was I thought, I thought maybe that would be the general starting point well I.
0: Like- I wonder if there's a setting that we've just missed, and it's just skipped us to the start of the latest uh, DLC area. It is possible, but I have
1: to have a look at that. But yeah.
0: kicking us from the start.
1: Ah, but we'll, we'll chip away a little bit more at that tonight because just one of those. I, I was thinking that I, I'm needing a a bit of a more long y sort of game to sort of help mm. under these current circumstances. And ESO seemed like something that could line me up that way because the issue that I had with like wow, I didn't really know and slash care about the whole Warcraft lore. Um, like that's the reason I find and I find so much love with DC Universe Online because you know at the time I was like balls deep in comics, man. So like every little nitty gritty, nitty gritty read, you know, reference and stuff within DCUO, I'm having an absolute blast. And here, there's a lot of cool lore that I like about the, about the Elder Scrolls. Now, granted, having it be set like X amount of thousand years prior to like Skyrim or Morrowind or Oblivion does change it but the base is there and that base is what's keeping me knowing where this world is going and where the world is set and that's actually making it much easier for me to enjoy oh that's good yeah that's pretty good other than that like that's i think that's it that's everything i played hmm yes how's your
0: how's your animal crossing going
1: oh great uh i i've uh, i've just you know, there is a wrestling ring in there and I've, I've heard about this So my plan right now in i oh know it's not playstation related but animal crossing is to get a wrestling ring in my town i have a mask mm. i have boots i have tights i'm full ready to go uh
0: <laughs> well i was i was watching a stream this morning and they're playing survivor using uh animal crossing so they're going to someone's island, this person is hosting a bunch of mini games and they're playing Survivor with their friends. Like they're voting people off the island it kinda is. sounds cool. Kind that of makes sounds want to pick amazing up a game.
1: actually. Yeah. I'm not that creative, but I love I love that idea. I love that idea so much. But yeah, Animal Crossing's brilliant. Um yeah, it's one as I said, it's one of the games I start my day with it and end my day with it. Play a little bit there, a little bit there, and then just, you know, leave it for most of the day. Actually made a profit on my turnips this week which I didn't do mm. last week because I was a dickhead and I let it go all the way to the end. What are you going to do? Uh, okay, that's enough about what we've been playing. Let's get into the the news this week in a section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Now, Max, normally we have a uh, section later on called Chat to the Players where we chat about a one specific topic, a main topic, if you will. But with this week, there being nothing super massive to talk about, uh we've decided to uh take all these small small little bits of news and that's the show but it's a bunch of small news today it's a big old news fest not a snooze fest a news fest for those some of you it may also be a snooze fest i'm not ruling that out
0: (laughs) well since you mentioned supermassive let's kick it off there Uh, supermassive have been talking dual sense So Supermassive Games, the studio behind beloved PS4-exclusive horror Until Dawn, as well as the more recent Dark Pictures Anthology games, during an interview with Game Reactor, co-founder Pete Samuels was asked about the DualSense, and it sounds like the studio is inspired by the controller's new features. Quote, We've been having some chats about that for a little while now, about how we're going to use it. He says, indicating the team is quote, already having some discussions about how best to take advantage of the features, like haptic feedback, the whole tactile thing. As much as we can transfer what you'd expect the character's experience to be directed back to the player, I think the better attachment you feel to the characters, Samuel teases. He also comments on the possibility of using the built-in microphone to allow players to make decisions with voice
1: commands. That I like. The voice command is cool. I was thinking about this in, in terms of where it would go, right? Because so it was Supermassive. They're known for their uh, horror-inspired shared mm. storytelling games. So I was thinking, of, like, when I saw the the, the the headline for this article, they want to use the dual sets. I'm like, cool, all right. Haptic feedback is a great way to, sh- you know, get like demonstrate fear and trembling. Like, maybe you're trying to get a task done in the game, but the controller won't stop, like, you know, mildly shaking and... Um, or even if you're trying to hide from some sort of attacker or creature and and you know the the mic suddenly starts picking up any minute noise uh you know all these little things that i think could be cool ways to implement it into a horror style game but i, I mean i like it.
0: The, i like the idea of using the microphone of like if you're hiding from something that's chasing you and it and it's picking up if you're making sound then your character will make sound then you could be found mm. but i can also see that that would be so totally annoying if it doesn't block out the sound properly
1: and it will be because like I have a child so yeah. and I'm trying to play well, this spooky look- horror game and child's like daddy and next thing you know this creature comes <laughs> out, of, out of the nowhere and just monsters my face off
0: or even if you're not playing with headphones on and, and the, your TV's too loud and the teacher uh, the the the, the, uh, the creature growls too loudly and your your microphone picks it up and then it's like hey I know where you are now He
1: like he found himself and then eats me yeah, yeah. yeah that is 100% a concern um, what about what's what's your thoughts on this?
0: I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I can't wait to see what they what like what a lot of developers are going to do with this, the, the haptic feedback that they're going to be able to to pull out of this thing. Uh, I'm not so keen about the microphone stuff. I mean, we've got a microphone currently in PS4. Uh, you can use voice commands in PS4 at the moment. If they're, you're using a headset or the camera, yeah, like, they're, yep. they're pretty pretty gnarly. Um, so. That could be an issue, I guess. I mean, they, in terms they, of they the choices sta- I
1: think this is more in- integration for what would become PlayStation Assistant, kind of like a, yeah. an Alexa or something like that, um, which is cool. <laughs> uh, Zill in the chat mentions about a mic that can't be muted, uh, and then Buddy comes in and corrects. So there is, a, in fact, a mute button on the controller. Yeah, um, which is cool because that's my that was my concern as well. Like, if we can't disable that mic, then that's a bunch of bunch of shit. You know what I mean? But they would have to take that into account. But then again, people were like, what? My controller's listening to my every thought. Hey, Google, can you pull up privacy? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the understanding that we are being recorded all the time and a lot yeah. of people have let that into their house. So the idea of your console doing it is, eh. you know what I mean? But uh, we should also yeah. mention that uh, it was announced this week that the next supermassive game uh, the in the Dark Pictures Anthology is called Little Hope uh, is coming uh, yeah. out at the back end of this year.
0: Yeah, so it'll come out our winter, I believe. Yeah, I think it's summer in the US. Um, yeah. And a, and a new trailer dropped yesterday or the day before.
1: Um, did you pick? Did you play
0: the previous one? No, I haven't yet, but I've been meaning to jump on and get it because I think um is on
1: sale right uh, now. Easter sales. Just saying.
0: Yeah, uh, I know. Ali would be keen to play it with me because it's co-op to a degree, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so uh there's a mode where there's you a
0: multi- there's multiplayer functionality to it.
1: Yeah, there's a mode where you can play as as one character but there's one where you can uh allocate characters to each individual person. So that Josh and I did it on a stream once where there were five characters, I played two, he played three. Um, and we just sort of, you know, did what we could. So we, when there was an in, something involving that character, the control would be passed to him or it'd be passed to me uh, and so on and so on. You know I mean, But like that might be a good way for, for you and your wife to play together. Um, but If not, maybe you play like one person controls and you decision make together or something.
0: Yeah. But that yeah, that so will most likely be what what end up yeah. ends up happening.
1: So I didn't. I, I've played it. <laughs> I have my my son's in here and he's making angry faces. He's, yeah, sorry, he's, he's he cropped off camera. Um, but uh, so I never finished Man of Madan*. I got like halfway through it i think yep and then i got distracted and then i tried i started again one time got about to the same point and stopped again so like i know it's only like six ish hours long so i really could just jump in there and, and finish her off and i think i will when i have no idea but like i enjoy it. it's, it's like reasonably good spooks it's not bad spooks. Re- reasonably good spooks i really liked um was it until dawn until dawn was really cool i haven't once i didn't finish that one either for some reason those chapter-based narrative stories really don't land for me and i get bored of them kind of quick
0: i mean to be fair they're not exactly action orientated it's more like, uh, like a visual novel mm. to a degree so i can get why you, it doesn't click for you but
1: yeah i, I think that's i don't think like i said oh but there was just one time that i nope no, no that was that didn't happen <laughs> at all so I'm, I'm yeah i think pretty consistently because the telltale games didn't grab me either yeah so I have a feeling I'm that guy I will sit here and talk about how much I enjoy stories and games and then be like here's a game that's all story I'm like nah
0: but see you really like Death Stranding I, I love that's Death more, Stranding
1: and I would argue that's more story than game yeah but there's a lot more interactivity even in, uh, even in Death Stranding yeah I mean you do have to walk everywhere that's true that's not too bad but there's it's a it's a bit more choice a bit more choice uh, what else we got Max what's the next bit of news well, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to read some? Yeah, let's jump uh, Because, because otherwise I'm going to be, yeah, you just being like
0: three pages worth elaborate. of news to just churn. All
1: right. Well, in that case, I'll jump, I'll go to the top of the list. And let's talk about Assassin's Creed PS5 reveal may just be around the corner. Uh, then we should mention, uh, majority of our pieces of news come from Push Square because they are a fantastic place for all your written PlayStation content. Uh, Ubisoft Ubisoft will have the next installment of of its Assassin's Creed franchise ready for this holiday to coincide with the launch of the PS5 that we can be almost certain of according to push square and it looks like the french publisher is getting ready to spill the beans on this uh, alleged viking themed departure one reliable insider has tweeted that news on the next entry will be coming soon uh, shinobi 602 who runs communications at wushu studios and is known as a trustworthy trustworthy source alongside the likes of jason schreier who just uh, we also side note left kataku this week that's pretty huge Mm. Uh, and Daniel Ahmad said that, quote, we're almost there, end quote, when asked about the next Assassin's Creed title. It is a fairly vague response, but with uh, but with where the industry is headed right now, we can see some sort of announcement taking place next month uh, with rumblings of multiple Xbox Series X events are being doing the rounds, while Sony will have to talk about the PS5 once more, sooner or later. A next-gen version of Assassin's Creed would suit any one of those console reveals perfectly what do you think max <laughs> um yeah it'll it makes sense for them to
0: well hopefully we hear an announcement soon and hopefully it's not it's been in the works but we're not gonna <laughs> we're, it's not gonna make it in time so hopefully this is one of the stories that is you know we, we've got it in the bags we're gonna have it done we're gonna have it ready it's gonna come out if it launches with the new consoles great what a, what a good way to kickstart the new generation.
1: Well, because it happened with PS4, like there was um, Black Flag was also on uh, was a technically a launch title for the PS4 mm. and the Xbox One. But, but with how the Assassin's
0: Creed games have uh, changed since uh, over the last two two title releases, I think I think this is prime for for a new console generation.
1: Yeah, and it's it's certainly a great way to start the generation because we think we, if we think about most console what are the, what are the, the, release games, they all tend to kind of suck pretty hard. And, yeah, at least with Ubisoft, that we, we know it's going to be of a specific, uh, of a certain level, presumably, you know, except we can take it into account, like uh, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. But, you know, this is a pretty massive RPG to kick it off. Mm. And especially when it, there's going to be a presumably short window, uh, sorry, a long window of release, mostly because of, of ready access. You know, mm. um, and then if, if you Ray in the PS5 does drop in Christmas, um, it's, you know, this, roll-o, this roll-on effect of the delays will actually p- prevent a lot of games from coming out at launch. So this may help uh, subside that window.
0: Yeah, so um, we've got a few people in the chat commenting. Uh, so Cass,
1: not sure how I feel about Vikings Creed. You
0: okay with Vikings?
1: Vikings are cool, man like the only thing the only thing that I'm unsure of but I guess the same thing could be said for like Romans and shit too like the Greek and the Egyptian one like I don't know how they are going to translate the the climbing high and jumping off shit because like Vikings if I recall like with my minimal understanding of Vikings they don't have those massive structures for you to climb and jump off where even in like Egypt I guess they had the pyramids but even then they're not that ginormous they had those cool little temples and stuff but yeah they found a way to bring it into egypt and bring it into to greece so i guess i i my hesitation's probably void really what about mm. you uh law wa- law wise vikings are awesome uh, they
0: always you know they dive deep into to uh, assassin's creed games tend to do their research while well. they dive deep into the lore and the history of mm-hmm. the areas that they cover great uh, especially if they do, I think they did, um, I can't remember if they did it in the Greek game, but I know in Origins, they had like the virtual tours of Egypt yeah. that they did and stuff like
1: that, you know, rad. Amazing idea. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Rev- the Reverend Puck says Black Flag didn't suck as bad as Unity, <laughs> uh, but then Cast comes well, Unity's defense. But uh, yeah, Black Flag like has a lot of things in it that have really inspired the most recent games in terms of... Um, naval the, combat. The naval combat, yeah, which I think also will then inspire... I want to... What's the other name? Skull and Bones, When if that ever eventually comes out. Mm. Uh, oh, I think goes, yeah, years after release was terrible at launch, says Puck. Uh, buddy jumps in and goes, great way to get people that don't usually play Assassin's Creed, but getting the new consoles into their franchise. Because it, for me specifically, like Assassin's Creed, I've enjoyed Origins, I enjoyed Odyssey. The rest I could give less shits about. Mm but you know our, our plans max is for us to get ps5s as soon as close to launch as possible a for content and two because i want one um mm. and this may be what i need to get the ball rolling for me
0: personally yeah well i i mean it makes sense like i remember when i got my ps4 um i there was nothing out for it i think i ended up playing warframe st- for like two weeks straight because mm. it was the it was just the new c- thing. just because it cause was, it the was there thing, yeah Yeah, it was the new thing that I could play on my new console. Yeah. No. And I mean, Assassin's Assassin's Creed's a pretty safe bet. Like, they're generally not horrible games.
1: Yeah, and then, like, that's that one thing. Like, Ubisoft, like, aside, as once again, aside from Breakpoint, everything else seems to come at least a reasonable standard. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. there is a consistency of, like, okay, cool. Like, when I hear a Far Cry game is coming, because I imagine one will, I'm like, cool all right i know what to expect in a good way yeah there is a comfort in that uh park also adds i don't see vikings as graceful so an assassin viking would seem a bit to stick out now i've not watched the tv series vikings they may have nimble vikings they you know edge is in there we know edge to be quite nimble he's he's very prone to climbing ladders and jumping off them maybe that's where they're getting their inspiration from who knows
0: I don't know but they've done you know they they did pirates they did uh um american indians like oh know, yeah do, with the
1: with the, uh, the third one
0: uh, yeah hmm. I mean I don't know how graceful of an assassin a, a pirate could be for instance well but, well yeah.
1: only if they have both legs if they have a wooden leg it's a bit rough but uh <laughs> Under normal dual legged circumstances I'm sure the pirates do Instead instead
0: of the eagle Flying up and scouting You have a parrot (laughs) That (laughs) that, that
1: would have been amazing If they had that
0: Alright moving on Max What we got next Uh, A new crisis possibly Ooh uh, so look away now, Crytek. Crisis Remastered has just leaked on Twitter through the official website's cookie policy of all places, <laughs> with the remaster of the original game coming to PlayStation 4. Now scrubbed from the site, Twitter user at Robot Brush, Brush not Robot Bush... although great twitter handle if you happen to be robot bush (laughs) uh so robot brush managed to catch the description quote crisis remaster brings new graphic features high quality textures and the cry engines native hardware and api agnostic ray tracing solution for pc playstation xbox and for the very first time nintendo switch end quote the key art uh i didn't Put it in. Uh, what's more, if you're finding this hard to believe, known industry insider Daniel Amad just tweeted that this is all quote very
1: real. I'm fucking baffled right now, Max. All right, because so- I remember there being a time where Crytek was like the 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 benchmark for PCs. Like this crisis
0: is-, is Crisis is still the benchmark for PCs. Oh really? And apparently we can run it
1: on Switch now. Fuck! Like <laughs> oh, that, I don't. That I can't believe. I cannot <laughs> believe they're gonna get that bad boy running on Switch.
0: It's gonna look so bum. But it's got built-in ray tracing. It it can't look bum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. Ray, ta- ray tracing does add a lot. However, like uh, once again, because this being a very PC prominent franchise, mm. I've never mm. really given it a burl. Have you spent time with Crisis? I own it. I've never played it though. Okay, so this is this this is not something that'll gra- have your interest when whenever this news does drop or it comes I, available. I don't think so. Do you um, think there is a market for Crisis now? Like shooters have drastically changed since the original Crisis or even Crisis 3 which did come on PlayStation.
0: Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I don't know. It'll it's interesting. I wonder if this is a let's remaster it to get back in the news and they're going to announce a Crisis 4. Potentially,
1: potentially. Maybe this is a
0: way to just get the get the get talk happening about the the, the series so they can reboot it
1: well it's one of those things like right so with when it comes to like pc performance right if this is the baseline benchmark that it is you would presume this would be ps5 but the way that pcs are growing in terms of their power even Mm -hmm. when this next generation comes out pcs may in fact still are over overrun the next generation of consoles right so but Mm -hmm. do you think they will endeavor to be you know bring if they do credit? have me a crisis Four and try put it on ps5
0: well i mean with the specs that the the ps5 is well what they supposedly have it you know it should run fine i don't see why they wouldn't try and and, and bridge that gap and get it out to more people i mean mm. it's it's more money in their pockets at the end of the day the the bigger their audience the 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 more sales the more potential sales they have
1: yeah very true but like you know there is that concern when it comes to restricting to a console uh, and this is a good segue into this next story about the outer worlds uh so the outer worlds might have not had the biggest environments or uh, or to explore on the ps4 with the likes of fallout 4 and the Witcher 3 wild hunt uh dwarfing it easily but at least those locations were fairly detailed however it could have been so much better allegedly. In an interview with Danny O'Dwyer as part of Noclip, developer developer Obsidian uh, reveals how the RPG experience was held back by the memory constraints of the current generation consoles. While discussing the Groundbreaker, the second location in the game that you explore, senior game designer Brian Haynes explains how the setting was originally split between three separate levels, each featuring a load screen this was too much for the team and so it decided to create a single cohesive environment which brought about its own problems areas such as the medical bay had to be tweaked in order to work on the station's main promenade as well as a few other locations as the single setting now blew past the memory constraints of the PS4 and the Xbox One as such an entire section of the groundbreaker which is the ship that you get not not spoilers uh, dubbed the bridge was cut simply to fit onto consoles elsewhere Hines discusses another drawback to this: Obsidian had created too many NPCs for the Game Max to handle on this current generation. Uh, meaning that a certain number of was cut to completely, uh, so sorry, were cut completely from the experience quote. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit that there's not a lot of people moving around on the ground, groundbreaker, but that was basically because we've got the art pass done and the lighting pass done. And we had to actually pull back on the number of actual characters on the groundbreaker to fit on the consoles because we just didn't have the memory budget. And of course, these sorts of issues should be the thing of the past with this next generation, as we were discussing just a moment ago, uh, when it arrives at the, presumably at the end of this year. It's clear that teams around the world are pushing the PS4 to its absolute limit and the PS5 will offer so much more freedom in terms of development. Unfortunately, we'll probably never get to see Obsidian's full stretch, fully stretch its wings on a Sony platform now that it's become a first-party studio within, within Microsoft. Uh, however, if there is ever an uh, outer world 2 it most likely will be on pc and the xbox series x only max
0: so uh when they're talking about the cutting down of npcs on the uh uh, on the groundbreaker i just assumed that's the way it was designed i assumed that it was supposed to be this this sparse area where not many people because it was kind of just from memory it was kind of just a stopover point You kind of docked there, and then you took off straight away. Yeah, so it it would seem it seemed awkward to have would it would seem awkward to have too many NPCs on there because it was very much this
1: stopover point. Yeah, like so, if I remember right, once again, somebody yourself, my memory is a bit foggy around the outer worlds, Uh, but it was like a hub world, and that's what got you between your different locations. So. Yes, it would make more sense for a ship of the size of the Groundbreaker to have a lot more uh, NPCs and characters within it. That makes sense. So if it's more hustle and bustle, then it's expected to be, you know, like whenever you watch any sort of uh, movie about a, a space trio, space uh, a journey, like your Aliens or your Matrix, you know, those the Nebuchadnezzar and shit. Um, there's a good handful, like there's a good set of people working on these ships. So to have like four or five or whatever the number was in Outer Worlds, it does seem a little bit different as because they're all there essentially as your, your they're not really your crew. They're like your guests. Yeah. None of them are actually contributing to the ship's operation. But credit to them. At no point did I ever think, man, this could do with more NPCs. Yeah, it must be hard, especially if
0: they'd gone to the trouble to design everything to- beforehand and then they're like, oh, well, this is now a waste because we just can't put it in. Yeah. It- it's always hard when you're restricted
1: by limitations of the hardware that you're designing for. I yeah, like The outer Worlds is like, it-, it was incredibly impressive for what it was. I really, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, and yes, as it, as it said, the-, the grand scale of it wasn't as big as The Witcher of Fallout 4, but fallout 4 had a lot of empty space and it looked like bum um the witch on the other hand was just remarkable in in the environments it was able to (laughs) able to deliver yeah but yeah it's impressive to see that that they were able to reduce it to meet to meet consoles but also not feel as if it was missing
0: yeah it didn't
1: feel lacking yeah now neither you or i played it on pc so i might even be unable to verify whether the pc version did in fact have more or they just in an attempt to unify it across all systems that they just cut it down and left it at that yeah that would be that would be interesting to know actually it would be and i wonder how close
0: to that that memory limit they got
1: yeah well, what if well, they
0: pushed? They pushed it right to the to the breaking point, essentially. Well,
1: the big difference was uh, on the on the PS4, the the memory capacity of uh, you know of the RAM is what like was eight gig or something, mm. and very quickly that did eight gig become insufficient. You know, isn't it pretty standard across the board on PCs now to be sixteen? But you know, then yes. majority of people will probably rock in 13, 64 if they can. So mm. I understand like how quickly they hit that that line like fast. But that excludes, you know, the video RAM and all the other variant RAMage that the console yeah. will have. Yeah, it's
0: interesting for them to for them to come out. Like, hopefully, hopefully, with the new the next generations of consoles, hopefully the PS Five will be able to, you know, see developers do what they intended to do and not have to make too many sacrifices to fit there, to make their game playable on the hard, like to be limited by mm. the hardware.
1: Very, very true. Moving on.
0: Uh, I'll just I'll just go to the next one in line. So, no more waypoints. Ignore the burning buildings and Ghost of Tsushima's feudal backdrop clearly looks idyllic. Sucker Punch wants you to drink in the PlayStation 4 exclusive scenery, so it's doing away with irritating waypoints, hoping that you'll explore its open world naturally. This tidbit comes courtesy of an official PlayStation magazine preview in which it claims that the Seattle-based developer wants you to use, quote, landmarks and your knowledge of the world, end quote, to navigate it. The publication continues: quote, "Sucker Punch is no stranger to creating open worlds, but the fairly minimalist nature of the environment is a bit of a departure for the developer. Time in the story will pass as you explore with titles telling you how much time it’s been since the invasion began. Naturally, you’ll happen upon enemies as you explore and you'll have to, and you'll have the choice to attack them head on or stealthily. You'll have a grappling hook for traversal purposes as well as a handful of gadgets to use quote sticky bombs and fire arrows can help the protagonist spread disarray through an enemy camp magazine continues with the release date still being june 26th as it stands this could change depending on
1: yeah so first thing very interesting that, that they've really doubled down on this we, we, we mentioned this last week how uh that there was no word on them changing the date uh for ghost mm. of Tsushima. however uh i imagine once this article was printed on physical magazine I feel like, uh, like, well, even if they updated, they wouldn't have had time to change it. No waypoints. Um, I they they better be a toggle, is what I'm saying. Uh, because although it's very idyllic of them to have this big world that you can learn landmarks and, and run your way through and and uh, you know blissfully ride across fields and and go through forests to find your next objective, but you know. There are problems with go- with removing the waypoints, you know, in terms of accessibility for one. Well, I I wonder what they mean by there's no
0: waypoints. Is there? Does that mean that there's no big square on my screen that says 500 meters this way and this is where you'll reach the NPC? Or are they saying there's not even going to be a like a compass point on the top of my screen that gives me the direction to move in, but doesn't tell me the distance I need to travel?
1: I have a feeling it might be that. If like we, to what
0: to what extent are they ref, are they yeah. removing waypoints
1: now once again because i've mentioned this this game a lot in this episode for some reason ghost recon breakpoint that mm. uh, that had the same thing as did uh assassin's creed origins uh, i think odyssey as well where yeah you could remove any sort of check marker so that it'd be more mm. location based so it's like ah oh, it's about 500 meters southeast of this fucking place mm. so then it's up to you to then go traverse the location and find it now for many that have like a bunch of time to do all that and aimlessly wonder like i myself i given the option i'm going to turn those wait points on yeah. personally that, that that's because of my current circumstances you know full-time work child son, you know busy creating content like this i i don't have time to piss fart around so like I will have the waypoints on and like, I'm not going to like, cause I'm still, I'm very, very open to pissing off, uh, off the path. You know, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, there's the waypoint. Well, I can but only you, go there. But you want to
0: know where the path is at least.
1: Yeah. I like to know where that destination is. And I think that's, that there are some games that actually I get almost like a, uh, uh, I wouldn't say a choice anxiety, but there is something that comes with going, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And it actually makes me more reluctant to, to to push through the game further. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: What about you? What's your thoughts on this one?
0: Look, I'm fine with not having a waypoint as long as I've got a really good map.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. if the
0: map sucks and I have to remember off the top of my head where all these landmarks are, that's not going to be good because my memory is not so good anymore. Oh, my
1: memory's trash. <laughs> my memory's absolute trash. So I completely agree. Completely agree.
0: Um, I think I think the best option is, uh, like you said, you're hoping that there is a, a toggle for the waypoints so that if you if you if you want them you can have them. Uh, otherwise, to each their own. Uh, I'm in the similar situation to you. Uh, my work hours have just increased. I have a four month old baby. <laughs>
1: Cass just uh, says,
0: get young. I don't have. You have the worst memory, Cass. Don't even talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes,
1: I don't have the luxury to explore the way i would like what i would even hope if they were to include like a physical map within the pack so that way even even though look that is an extra effort but if you want to go that added realism having that in front of me as i'm sitting here at this desk i'll play my games in here and i'm like all right well i'm i'm and I look at the map i'm like okay so it's x amount from from there and there and i have it in front of me that would be a great way to to bring that into a because that is way more realistic than tagging a fucking menu but you, you just got like pins in the map everywhere to yeah show it's all red the string and, and looking it. like one of those serial killers you know in, in a movie <laughs> but um speaking of awesome maps that come in in a game one game that is really good at providing maps GTA they do Smooth. they always come with excellent maps by the way and of course, you can't talk GTA right now without being like, is GTA 6 coming? And uh, on Thursday, Kotaku did break the news that since publishing its report on the working conditions at Rockstar Games during the development of Red Dead 2, the situation has gotten a lot better, uh, and the studio is said to have, quote, a healthier culture overall, which is handy as they are moving into the right direction, they say, which is uh, ahead of gta 6 uh in one of his final reports Kotaku jason schreier added quote but there's a catch rockstar's next big project is still early in development end quote and this makes sense of course the developer only wrapped up work on the story of arthur morgan 18 months ago and still continues to support red dead online to this day as well as gta online however the news led to rockstar's gta franchise trending across twitter and appearing to upset a lot of fans who are hoping the sixth entry would be coming sooner Rather than later, it meant that tweets such as uh, such as Munch mentioned uh, were shared through thousands upon thousands of times. Now the frustration according to this article can be understood to a point the ps4 generation has been completely starved of a new installment in the blockbuster series with G- with the grand theft auto 5 being a remaster of the original ps3 game however it was common knowledge that the entire studio poured its soul into red dead 2 to its own detrimental effect now max uh, i think any outrage around this is dumb I agree. I don't know
0: why people don't realize that Rockstar released their games at the end of generations. We're not seeing this until the end of PS5.
1: Yeah. And even then, <laughs> on top of that, like this, this, this isn't the Rockstar of old. Previously, you know, back in the day, we would see them release Grand Theft Auto and then a bunch of small games in between that would help them build up their skills ahead of that next game, right? Because if you compare GTA 3 to GTA Vice City, there is not a lot of difference. The scope of those games were, were so much smaller and then mm. you know via city to san andreas yes it was greater in its scope but it was still very simplified comparatively right they weren't all that different then once he makes the jump to p uh, to uh gta 4 huge massive leap then yeah. four to five a tremendous leap again and so like GTA have been able; they've they've created themselves a luxury where they can use the likes of Red Dead Online and GTA Online to help fund them during this time. Those previous games were only to ensure that money was coming in while they worked on their Big Tenpole series. Mm. Now, the like the amount of depth and work that Rockstar put into this game, where did they think they were going to be in the eighteen months since Red Dead Two? like really like this isn't once again this isn't PS2 this is them slightly remaking a series of assets and relabeling it as Los Santos compared to Vice City it's not going to happen that way they are going to painstakingly build these new bigger more involved worlds so there's there's it's it's a it's completely unrealistic to think that they'd be anywhere but early slash pre-production you know in 18 months
0: well, especially considering the fact that when Red Dead 2 launched, they knew the next gen consoles were just around the corner. Yeah. So they were waiting on development to start cuz they're going to be developing for a new console. They, you know, at the time they they might not have known what kind of architecture the console had. They didn't know what they were going to be working with. It's no surprise that they're still in early development.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit. And to their argument and to the argument that we've seen online about, you know, PS4 being new generation, uh, sorry, new installment of Rockstar, uh, of GTA missing, then, but look at Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2 is essentially, yeah, is essentially a masterpiece. That game is an incredible piece of of development, like skill. Like that is an absolute, um, like... uh, unmeasurably impressive game in terms of its build its delivery its mechanics everything about that is absolutely astounding and that is not something that you're going to achieve in like three years that took five plus years to deliver and for that reason whatever they work on next will be exactly the same like rockstar once again to reiterate my point Back in the day, Rockstar was all about having a couple of different teams doing different things at once. Where now they are more of a massive collective and every division of Rockstar, unless the ones are supporting online services, are funneled to, to be together on the same title. Because it's that same you know, people will be would be shitty if GTA six didn't deliver this big, massive, different world to GTA five.
0: Oh, of course, especially with how how long people have spent with uh, GTA 5 Online. They're going to want something new, something that's fresh, something that's completely different to justify what we would imagine being losing all their GTA GTA Online stuff. Yeah. Unless they find a way to roll that over.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. It, it, it is a difficult call for them to make because as you mentioned, if they do transition to a, to another GTA, that then completely kills any momentum GTA Online will have knowing that there's a new one everyone's going to stop playing. It's the same way if, when you think about, I remember when we were discussing around around the release of Black Ops 4 and Blackout and I'm like, well, unless they continue to support Blackout come next year when they, the next annual release comes out, Blackout's dead and sure enough, blackout's dead mm. and warzone has replaced it like rockstar ain't gonna do that and like, what what history has them showing that they would 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 have short bursts in between their big ten tentpole releases it's not happening yeah
0: moving on back. don't be don't be mad don't be mad i'll be mad at you being mad twitter is <laughs> what i'm saying something i am mad about is the possibility of a Last of Us 2 release date leak? Why is so it that? Well, because it's obviously well. I'll get into it and then I'll explain why. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier on Friday, Eagle eyed fans discovered that a new release date had popped up on the Last of Us 2 part, Last of Us Part 2's Amazon product page. The PlayStation 4 exclusive was delayed indefinitely a couple of weeks back due to the ongoing uh, world situation and Sony has not yet issued a new release date. Anyway, the aforementioned Amazon page temporarily had the title listed for the release on the 26th of June, 2020. If true, it means that the game will have been pushed back just under a month from its previous 29th of May, 2020 launch. Sometimes Amazon does leak this kind of information by accident, uh, but there's serious doubts regarding this specific rumor. For starters, a delay of less than a month seems awkwardly short given the current state of the world. And again, Sony stated that the delay is indefinite. The whole thing is completely up in the air. On top of that, uh, with the release date for Ghost of Tsushima also being the 26th of June, it seems a very awkward date for them to release Last of Us Part Two. To release two uh, exclusive games on the same day kind of seems not smart
1: yeah and we should mention that the 26th of june is the last friday of that financial quarter Mm. so whenever there's any uh uh, temporary release dates it's always the last friday of the quarter so in no way is this even remotely close to being the release because the idea of indefinitely isn't four weeks no well it wouldn't have even been four weeks it was like three and a bit so (laughs) it seems it seems uh yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. Like in in, it, t- in the difficult times with the Voldemort virus, people want this game harder than <laughs> ever before. And the don't idea is to that- hope and take it away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh however, speaking of Call of Duty as I mentioned a moment ago, uh Activision apparently they're still on track even with the world's current condition forcing most people indoors, most businesses are being heavily affected in one way or another, and that, of course, includes video games. Uh, we're seeing that the, uh, seeing what this pandemic has done to the PS4 releases such as The Last of Us, uh, big games being pushed back as developers adjust to remote work. Uh, it is imagined that similar delays will play out across the board. However, Activision's Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is cautiously optimistic uh, about the publisher's future output. In a recent interview with CNBC, uh, thanks to Video Game VGC, uh, I think Video Game Central, I think the they, acronym stands for, uh, he was asked how production has been. My camera has frozen. Give me just one moment, Max. It's frozen in the best possible. <laughs> way too. It did. It did. It did freeze in the absolute best possible way. So a big thank you, Discord. Much appreciated. <laughs> uh, in a recent interview with CNBC, according thanks to you to VGC, uh, he was asked how production has been affected by the move to home working. Uh, he got, quote, "I don't know that we quite know yet." End quote. Uh, dumb quote. Thank you very much. Uh, most quote. Most of the things that we have in production development are on track. Currently or for now, I think we'll have to uh, have to rely. have to really reassess that in a month and in three months. Uh, the publisher has been making efforts to support teams as much as it can, paying for improved broadband speeds and ensuring everyone has access to all the right equipment. Uh, even so, uh, Kodak says, "quote It's too early to know w- uh, what the consequences on development will be for the next year or so." So I like that. It's like. The Activision still on track? Well, not really. As of so the, as, as of this be. very moment,
0: yeah, I guess. Does that mean that they're not working on anything? So it, this issue hasn't been it hasn't been an issue for them yet. Yeah.
1: Well, or, or if it means in terms of whatever they're currently working on, whether it be the next Call of Duty, as an example, mm. like because that works on that three year cyclical cycle, uh, that makes no sense. On that three year cycle, they're pretty close to getting whatever the next Call of Duty out. Is pretty close to the end, right? Uh, yeah. Whatever the next Call of Duty is, they're going to have a hurdle. Yes, but yeah. I, th- you know, any games that are closing up their development cycle, I think, will be less affected. Saying that, though, the Last of Us should have been right on the nose, yet isn't. Yeah, maybe they which is,
0: which which is which is odd, especially if Ghost of Tsushima still hits its release date, mm. being a month after.
1: But I think adding to our original point from last week, I think with the future in general unknown right now, it's hard to predict that if things are sorted by the middle of June, of course, they can still release Ghost of Tsushima. But if Mm. they can't, they'll delay it. But as of right now, because we don't know what's going to happen the next week from now, let alone two months from now it's best to keep that where it is until the absolute last minute so same goes for bobby kodak here is like in order to stop shareholders from shitting their pants he's like look as it stands right now everything's going cool in three months time who fucking knows and like yeah that's kind of where he was getting at here he's like it's that's, gonna change that's future bobby's problem yeah that's future bobby's problem <laughs> bobby can do with that then and there but right now i have no idea <laughs> Bob, bob's living in the Bob's living in the moment. (laughs) Yeah, he's having a good time. He's chilling out.
0: So this week, Sony also announced their Play at Home initiative. Yeah. So people all over the world are doing the right thing. Well, most of us are doing the right thing, staying at home, helping contain the spread of all the things that are spreading. And uh, Sony are deeply grateful to everyone practicing their physical distancing and and taking their responsibility as a home entertainment platform seriously. So they're asking their community to continue supporting the safe choice and to just stay home and play video games. As a thank you to all who are doing their part to lessen the impact of the pandemic, Sony Interactive Entertainment is pleased to announce the Play at Home initiative. The Play at Home, initi- the play at home has two components. First, providing free games to help keep the PlayStation community entertained while they're at home. And finally, establishing a fund to help smaller develop uh, to help smaller independent game studios, who may be experiencing financial difficulties, continue to continue to building great experiences for all the gamers. To support uh, play at home, PlayStation will try and make these occasionally dull moments more exciting by offering Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection and Journey available for free for a limited time through digital downloads from the April from April 15th to May the 5th. Uh, once you redeem the games, they are yours to keep forever. So I believe, uh, these were both PlayStation plus games. Yeah. So they have previously earlier?
1: been PS plus games. Uh, Nathan Drake, Unchi- uh, the complete, whatever the fuck collection, uh, the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection more recently than journey. Uh, mm. so f- for, many of the more diehard, uh, PlayStation fans, I guess like you or I, uh, this, these games are like, huh? What? But in,
0: in saying that, you should still redeem these because if your PlayStation Plus ever drops, you don't have access to them anymore.
1: But if you redeem these, you will have access to them always. Correct, Mundo. Um, now, as as I mentioned, for the diehards, it's like, oh man, these games, these games kind of suck. These games are fucking fantastic. Like, obviously, with Uncharted, you're getting three massively yeah. awesome games. Uh, now, Journey is obviously a lot smaller experience, but it's still one of the most beautiful experiences you'll ever play on PlayStation. Um, so, my wife, so she has a, a PlayStation in the bedroom where she watches all her DVDs and uh, her, all her uh, smart television needs. Uh, I went in there yesterday, and she's downloading Uncharted and Journey. She's like, nice. oh, they were free. So, I jumped on them. <laughs> And I'm like, sweet, Why cause not? I think she would really, really love Uncharted. So there so, are a lot, there are a lot of people that normally A wouldn't pick it up and that's that, or, you know, they, they may not be able to afford PS plus because that is a lot, a lot of circumstances, mm. you know, and then it, in terms of incentivizing people may play the three Uncharted games, but, like, oh, and then they see that it's free on PS plus right now, bam, suddenly they got PS plus.
0: Yeah cuz obviously uh, uh uncharted 4 is currently this month's PlayStation Plus game so you've got the entire series to play
1: right for, for, now. potentially for like the minimum amount of like 10 bucks.
0: Yeah. That is literally
1: 250 per game.
0: So I wonder if on the on the 5th of May when this runs out, I wonder if they're going to drop a new set of games to download or if that's just if it's just this for now,
1: I think as similar to what we discussed before about the unknown of the future. I think yeah. having it to May, that's like what uh, a month. You know, things could change in the next month. But if mm. they don't, they're like, all right, cool. Well, we'll push two other g- other games out. What now, would you
0: What would you expect them to push if they continue with this initiative? Yeah. More first what would parties. You-
1: you, um, so I don't see you, them being like a big like a horizon potentially. Um, well, I was, I
0: was going to say, do you think you, you'll, we will see the releases of the PlayStation hits?
1: Uh, look, the PlayStation those, hits those the safest tw- those, bit. Those
0: twenty dollars titles or twenty five dollars titles, and they just hit them with, hit us with those because they're obviously mainly well, there are first party games
1: yeah so the PlayStation hits are probably the safest bet mostly because the reason they become a hit is a because they've sold an x x amount of titles mm-hmm. and they're at a point where even if they undersell the game they are still going to they're like their profits have been made anything they mm-hmm. get now is just on the money right and because they own those games as first party they're more likely to be like eh, here you go
0: we've done, got Dash in the chat saying I think it will be more of the oldest titles that they can muster stuff they can't sell much of anymore
1: exactly it's one of those things where they're like well we presume that everyone's got it uh, Dash mentions Infamous Infamous is actually a perfect it, example Infamous of what they Second Son awesome.
0: is a fantastic game
1: great game and then especially ahead of uh, Ghost of Tsushima coming out the month after mm. so you know if they release this from between May to May to June Club with <laughs> <laughs> so if they bring it out from like May to June and then you're like hey if everything happens to clear up like you really enjoy." really enjoyed infamous right well guess what sucker punch about to release their brand new game mm. you know something like that uh punk says not sure horizon will be free for a while as it is coming to pc that is very very true um and i think that that may play a role so i think puck may have caught me there anything uh, you might get god of war 3 remastered uh then they're not going to give away god of war anytime soon or the order might be one knack
0: yeah
1: for kids that are stuck at home knack 2 if you really want to torture your kids twice i to think one other ones could be, other ones could be there uh dash also adds horizon zero dawn will end up as a bundled title with the ps5 to make up for potential costs it's a good idea uh with it being a possible potentially a thousand dollars AUD on launch they'll need an incredibly strong title yeah but Cast does champagne and go. God of War is only $25 that is true God of War is part of the hits bundle so it's very possible however I think they're going to move some of those older units as Dash said uh, first before they start releasing games that have come out within the last two years
0: ne- next month they announce hey guess what everyone we're giving
1: you Bloodborne and everyone cries <laughs> <laughs> but yeah look if, if, the smartest way to predict what it's going to be have a look at what PS Plus games are out there have a look at uh, what yeah what first party PS plus games have come out then also have a look at what the hits are mm. and go from there now one thing that happened in this uh release about the play at home initiative max they talked about the support for indies in a mm. thing called uh sony heart indies so this response to the, to the voldemort virus has been very impressive uh the company has been extremely swift in its action uh, action against the disease even as far back as paxie's 2020 being one of the first people to pull out uh weeks before it got officially announced. Uh, you know the whole lockdown etc it has since insisted employees work at home providing them with full pay and a stipend to acquire Mm -hmm. any equipment they need and now it's turning its attention to its gigantic audience of fans handing out free software as we just mentioned and have to get people at home but it's also not stopping there "Quote: independent developers are vital to the heart and soul of the gaming community and we understand the hardships and financial struggles that many smaller groups uh, smaller gaming studios are facing the president uh, jim ryan explained on the playstation blog quote with that a sie so sony interactive entertainment has developed a fund to support them during this time we have earmarked 10 million dollars to support our independent development partners now this is a completely tonal shift to what uh, the play the sony uh, the back end of the ps4 were current you mm. know we're at with their when they started the generation they were super focused on indies but then they slowly stopped caring less and less however recently there was the movement of uh shuhei yoshida uh to uh independent sort of find guy as well i want to say greg rice jeff rice one of the guys uh from double fine uh, he's also now involved in, you know, sort of in getting those conversations going um, with independence. So it's good to see them make that that decision to become more involved in the Indies again and to support Indies in a time where, you know, a lot of them feel unsupported by PlayStation. Yeah,
0: no, it's really good. I mean, uh, Indies are great, especially at the start of a console generation, because mm. more people are going to be picking them up because there's not as much else. Uh, not much else out there to play not that you should not play indie games most indie games are fantastic look at um, look at Untitled Goose Game for instance oh man
1: my son still (laughs) plays that on the daily
0: Um, there are so many hidden indie darlings that people go that that go unnoticed to a lot of people and I hope that by keep by Sony you know earmarking this 10 million dollars can keep indie developers going through the troubling times
1: yeah and even it's just something as simple as like helping them pay their rent yeah you know during this time so even even if it's a month so they have a studio months, to go yeah so when they when yeah. when this all sorts itself they've still got a studio to go back to in two months time um and that's one of the biggest things that i think are hitting most companies is that yeah working from home is great but there is something about that office structure or that yeah. your storefront or something like that that we will be missing in the coming, in the coming uh, future. Mm. What do you got next for us, Max?
0: So let's go, let's let's talk Gamescom Digital.
1: Oh, okay. Speaking so, of, um, as you mentioned, Gamescom just earlier, didn't we?
0: Mm, so we're all tired of hearing about it by now, but the Voldemort virus has put a stopper on pretty much everything, and that includes major video game events. Gamescom is one such example. With the German show forced to cancel its usual presence at the cold mess in cologne the organizer said that they were planning for at least a digital show and it looks like that is absolutely the plan going forward uh, in a quick tweet gamescon has been confirmed to be going ahead as a digital show following germany's ban on all physical events until the end of august wow. official word now says gamescom will quote definitely take place digitally Quote, even though not all details are known at present, present, the nationwide ban on major events until the end of August will also affect the planning for Gamescom 2020. Furthermore, Gamescom 2020 will definitely take place digitally. We will provide further information shortly. There's no fear of the details yet, but we can expect there will be a Gamescom opening night live hosted by Jeff Keighley giving his multi-year partnership with the event. The dates are still confirmed for the 25th to the 29th of August following the official cancellation of gamescom 2020 in a physical format jeff keely has taken to twitter to confirm that gamescom opening night live will be a completely digital event this year and it will be streamed live on monday the 24th of august presumably playing host to announcements and reveals for the playstation 5 games Keighley broke the news on twitter alongside a statement from the expo's organizers quote we are however working at full speed on a digital gamescom
1: hell yeah because gamescom It brings in like tens of thousands of people. Like, I'm possibly in like the six digits of people, Mm. right? So, it's completely understandable why this needs to be a digital only uh event especially under current circumstances yes so that's fantastic because it is devastating for, for us to lose the likes of if, you know as the gaming community to to lose lose the likes of e3 uh pax east Oh, the pax east went still went through any potential future paxes as we mentioned like pax australia probably not going to happen uh pax west's probably not going to happen you know and then tokyo game show not going to happen like all these different events that just weren't yeah. happened so at least there's one place and they've got to august there's enough time to really plan out this digital event and really get it together which is going to be awesome uh, yeah
0: uh, hopefully they can hopefully they can put on a show that's that's just as good as the as a, as a physical show and the best and
1: will, if anything will actually be better most of these digital events are better because they're better yeah, because they're tight they're, more tight tightly edited they're structured better and they can really punch a message home
0: they're also wider reaching correct like there's not a lot of people that can fly to Germany to go and to go to Gamescom, whereas now that it's a digital event, we can go.
1: Well, yeah. Well, previously, like, uh, they've obviously all, they, they had been... online announcements yeah. and whatnot. But... Yeah, but it's not. It's not quite the same. And like having yeah. it edited, in, you know, way to essentially be like a much fancier and bigger Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I'm in. And also, rather than having it be sort of like. Is one day you know day one is all your conferences they can spread it out over the three days so each day we maybe we'll get an hour an hour and a half of different release video content from all the people all the places that we want to see you know like i don't know about you that sounds absolutely amazing
0: no it sounds great i um It'll, it's it's also nice to know that you're going to get the same experience as everyone else is getting.
1: Exactly, yeah. There is that that barrier kind of removes, and if anything, this may assist in that transition to the new the new way of doing things, which is this digital marketplace. When they come to realize they don't need to do these big stage show presentations, like they can granted trade floors. And trade expos still need to happen because that's where a lot of games talk to publishers, etc. But maybe they realise that they don't have to do these big staged events, which are an additional cost on already. So rather than doing these big stage presentations, they can put that money into making a great show experience. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, one game that we'd hope to see come out of a Gamescom Max is whatever the fuck WB are working on so we've been waiting for a very long time for wb montreal's uh upcoming batman game because we, we have heard rumors that there is this uh sequel to their uh, ps3 arkham origins and they have been teasing this new batman game since september of last year with the mysterious social media post hinting in a game featuring the court of owls gotham city pd's bunch of little, and like the uh uh the devil's uh the Ra- um collective who's Depending on where you go, they have different names. I think it's Head of the Demon. That was what he called. I don't remember. He is the Demon's Head. He's the Demon's Head. There we go. Thank you very much. I got it all backwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast forward to now, and we're still none the wiser. Uh, there's not a whole bunch to talk about. Geeks Worldwide. What a name. Worldwide has this supposed scoop according to the site quote sources close to gww geeks worldwide are saying this new batman game is a quote soft reboot uh, and in other words this isn't a batman arkham title it's the title of a new fiction apparently the initial plan was a direct sequel to arkham knight starring damian wayne bruce wayne's son but this project was cancelled and this site and the site claims this fresh start will kick off quote a new dc game universe when it releases this fall so it's coming this spring so back end of the year uh, furthermore rocksteady's next game will apparently also be set within the uh, within this dc game universe uh, GWW Geeks Worldwide also claims to know that the Montreal's game will feature a co-op of some sort and a quote playable Bat Family. Presumably, by this means, you're able to take controls of characters such as Robin, Catwoman. Catwoman doesn't form the Bat Family, bro. Uh, you know, Robin, Red Robin, uh, Batwoman. It's awesome, as well as the Kryptonite himself, Alfred. <laughs> fuck yeah I can't
0: play as Alfred I don't want it nah yeah big time
1: it's hard to say whether any of this is accurate but the site seems confident in these details hopefully we'll clo- uh, we're will we close to an official unveiling with Warner Brothers Games was planning an E3 blowout on its big titles so we could see the new Batman title soon now Max I've heard I remember hearing so many different things about this right I remember hearing uh, Batman Arkham Insurgency was one of the going names um, and that was more of a, like a almost like a Batman Year 2 you know, because mm. Origins being, like, sort of his very early days, like, five years into him being Batman. Um, this is sort of continuing on that. Uh, there was also rumor mill that we're getting a Suicide Squad game, a Superman game, which some alleged art leaked this week. Um, there's uh, been a lot around the DC properties within Warner Brothers, and um, a lot of them that have been... So, if this is correct... That means it's the third DC game to get the can or to get a reboot, in terms of in pre-production. I mean that as in Suicide Squad, Superman, and now Arkham Insurgency or Arkham, whatever the hell they decided to, they were going to call it.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to know we. It's hard to know what is true and what's not here. So obviously. And also,
1: like, uh, I've never heard of geeks worldwide. I don't know how trustworthy they are as a source.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it all comes into how reliable they are as a source. Um, a soft reboot probably wouldn't be a bad idea from the Arkham titles. Uh, all I know is that I'm super keen for them to finally announce it. Warner Brothers games have been... A lot of them have been leaked lately, and we ha- have he- heard nothing about them since. Yeah, where's um, my Harry
1: Potter game, damn it?
0: Yeah, well, there was yeah. So um, I mean, you know, I heard rumors of the, of the open world Batman game where you were taking on all the the separate uh, factions. Mm-hmm. So you you know you had Ra's al Ghul's people, you had the the Court of Owls, you had the yeah, yeah other people like GCPD, like Joker's that, that, gang. You know, that et sounds fun. That sounds yeah. awesome. Do I want to be punching penguins in the street? Yes.
1: Hell yeah, I do. Punch do, I be, do i
0: want to do i want heaps of tank combat no no Please, no one, please no don't, one no. wanted that <laughs> please don't put me through that again
1: no one wanted that
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i like the i like the sound of it being possibly co-op mm. uh, i like the sound of it having possible
1: multiple playable characters so to reiterate on your point the soft reboot and how the soft reboot is a great idea i think you're completely right in the in the way that the uh, the arkham origins wb montreal's uh, involvement in the batman franchise mm. has is, is seen as this red-headed stepchild right like when you look at the arkham series it always gets missed out like it didn't get up it, it didn't get remastered to come across to ps4 with the arkham uh collection so that was just city uh, uh, city and asylum and then night was made for ps4 so it was already bastardized then so i just like why would montreal want to continue in a franchise that even rocksteady slash warner brothers don't care about
0: yeah and it's nice to know that if 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 assuming that this source is uh, reliable for them to start making their a dc game universe that Rocksteady's being a part of as well that sounds cra- that mm. that sounds rad
1: it does it certainly does uh speaking of remakes max
0: it's- and I need to put the news in a better order.
1: <laughs> well, no, no, because we have just connected stuff. Like we we had a big document today, and we and our, and That's we are document. pulling at different threads. Like in terms of getting it nicely flowing.
0: Sometimes you've just got to go with the segue.
1: That's right. The segue is where it's at. Max.
0: Oh no, this is this is yours. Oh is it my turn? I didn't I just read yeah. Batman? I, I left Resi for you as well though. Oh. I knew I knew I knew you wanted I knew those those were your babies. So. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: According to VGC, that's Video Games Chronicle is confirmed by this place, our uh, website quickly becoming known as an, an incredibly reliable source of information and leaks. Capcom has a Resi Evil 4 remake in development right now at Support Studio M2. Uh, original director Shinji Mikami has given his blessing to the project, which aims to release at some point in 2022, presumably on the PS5. Mikami was approached to direct the remake, but he turned down the opportunity to focus working on Tango Gamesworks' title, Ghostwire Tokyo. Instead, he has provided, quote, informal advice on its direction. One source told VGC that a newcomer to the series will be directing Resident Evil 4 uh, remake in his place. The site in question has gained a reputation as a trustworthy report, so, so it is very possible this, is, this one is right on the money fans have been debating online whether or not a capcom should choose to remake resident evil code veronica x or resident evil 4 and it looks as if the japanese publisher has gone with the latter now the, the interesting the, the reason we brought this up this week max is last week when we would or oh, the week before we were discussing resident evil 3 uh, and resident evil 8 as well uh discussing whether it would even be viable to to do resident evil 4 remake you and i argued against it i believe yeah
0: i'm still very much on the stance that resident evil 4 probably doesn't need a remake i mean it still has the i, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it still has the tank control system
1: yeah and that's the one big thing that it would need that's to change
0: that's probably the only issue with it um i'm very much um i'm very much we're heading into a new a new generation of consoles i would like to see something new yeah. And Cause, that- because this is, this is my concern, because this has been... So this is, this is going out to a different studio, so it's not even... Um, so is it, is it not the same people that did the Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3 remake?
1: I'm unsure, because off the top of my head, I can't recall who the teams hmm. were for Resident Evil 3. Because the
0: rumour is that they're also working on Resident Evil 8, and you would assume that their main team is
1: working on the next numbered title. So who's but- doing it like... If this is coming for PS5, this could essentially be the testing bed to how to develop for these consoles. Now, this is something that we found with PS4 as well. From the transition from PS3 to PS4, but, but a lot of remasters were done to test test out what PS4 and how it runs. Maybe they're doing the same thing here.
0: That's that's all good and well, but this article says that uh, it's hoping to release in 2022.
1: Yeah, uh, two years, yeah.
0: That's two years after the console is... Well, not launching. really
1: like if if a year and a half uh, a year and a half uh, yeah 18 months 18 months is reasonable because it's like you know but let's say it's on a two year dev cycle right that's not too Mm. bad for a remake you know and this will teach them how to to code and develop for the PS5
0: yeah but then they're also and then they've got a two month cycle on their next game that they've just tested for that's four and a half years after the consoles launch that they're looking at getting their first title out like is that is that what we really want
1: no (laughs) <laughs> yeah. but maybe 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 do you think it's become perhaps more of a remaster than a remake because i think the only reason that they that they're, they're probably doing this at last and this is why probably code veronica x may have actually been a better decision is because that is unplayable on playstation 4 you cannot play it and if the, well, the ps if the ps5 is as backwards compatible with ps5 as they're claiming it to be i could just put my resident Evil Four disc in and it will work well, I think the the main thing is this
0: is with the with how well that Resident Evil 2 remake and 3 remake have done, I think they're fan servicing Resident Evil 4 because they know people will pick it up.
1: Probably the safest bet, absolute safest bet. And it and it finishes off that section of games nicely. And it's a smart it is a smart call, yeah, because then, yeah, and then knowing gives a fucks about 5 or 6, so that's fine. Um yeah. but the issue here Max is that they're planning on everyone being able to have access to the PS5? Segway, Max. Segway. I mean, <laughs> we, we, that
0: was my segue. I, I know, but I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but I lost my, I lost my thought. <laughs> it's, it's all gone. So, with the PS5 supply limits, Bloomberg has shared a report which could give us some insight into Sony's plans for the launch of the PlayStation Five. Of course, none of this is confirmed nor official, but the website goes into great detail about how, how the current virus pandemic has affected the hardware manufacturer's reveal plans and what that means for its release. According to the report, the Japanese giant will produce far fewer PS5 units for launch compared to the total it had for the PlayStation 4's November 2013 release. This is because the console is expected to come in at a high price, around 499 to 549 US this cost being dangerously close to Sony's infamous 599 moment for the PlayStation 3, but the specs that the next-gen console is sporting necess- necessitates it. Quote, The Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run, in part because it expects the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a high price at launch.
1: Vindication! <laughs> Um, I say that because I've been on like three different pods in the last couple of weeks and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be such a slow rollout. Either it'll be delayed or it's going to be so abysmal at launch. They'll do it so they can claim it and then no one will be able to get
0: one. So we've got Dash in the chat saying PS5 will be a luxury item. Agreed. And Sony knows that very well. So elsewhere, uh, the pandemic is having a drastic, a dramatic impact on, on how Sony reveals the console. The PlayStation 5 DualSense controller's reveal is said to have been rushed done via a PlayStation blog post because the design and features had been shared with parties outside of the company. The PS5 console itself isn't in that same position, however. Bloomberg also speculates that Sony may skip hosting a public press conference to reveal the release date and price of the machine due to the current pandemic. Hmm. Lastly, the website states that Sony is unlikely to delay the PS5 out of its holiday 2020 launch window, especially so if Microsoft sticks to the same target with its Series X. Again, none of this information is confirmed to be true, but coming from a place such as Bloomberg, we can put a fair bit of trust into this report.
1: What do you reckon well, uh, well i just want to jump in with what buddy's mentioned here in the chat he goes the ps5 shortage is being overblown it's only a shortage versus the ps4 numbers and it's only 6 million versus the 7.5 million units at the end of q1 for 2021 uh factor in the console's cost probably affecting early adoption rates the ps4 numbers breaking records on launch current uncertainty with the income and non-essential purchases and i think the shortage reportedly is a little overblown i think you're sort of right there but the idea of like 1.5 million b- million consoles is a noticeable difference uh, if i remember if i remember right the united states alone sold a million consoles on day one so i i'm in terms of how or uh, uh, within like i think was pretty much it was day one or within the first week right or something fucking gnarly so in terms of within the first week i imagine a majority of that seven million will be either sorry six million will be gone or, well i mean put it this allo- way I'll- how do they allocate that around the entire world well, like, put it this Do we way. only get I, twenty thousand here in Australia? Yeah. Well, I I pre-ordered
0: my PS4 before launch, and it launched in November. I got mine in February. Mm. I got mine on the third wave launch, and that that was a limited run.
1: And, and look, and the, the points he mentions and in, in regards to like current, you know, current uncertainty with income, etc., and all non-essential purchases, hundred percent, no worries. Dash, I'll chat to you later. Hundred percent, like th- those those details are completely correct in terms of people non, you know, not having the funds to be mm. able to get involved in this. Um, But then again it comes down to the definition of shortage right if if your task is x if your if your aimed amount is x and you're only able to deliver y that is a shortage mm. you know what i mean so in terms of the use of the word yeah like it is that but it depends on the role there's a lot of information here that we just have to speculate on and we're not the we're not the right people or the smartest people to ever to speculate on this more businessy side of these numbers right so it's not our like. It's difficult for us to really be like, oh well, you know, what about this? Because how do how do you even roll out seven and a half million consoles worldwide? How do you do that? Yeah. I got no fucking do that. So with all this going on, Sony has
0: iterated in on multiple occasions that it plans to transition PlayStation Four owners to its next gen system as quickly as possible. A new report from Bloomberg's, Bloomberg suggests that plans may be changing behind the scenes. However, due to the high PlayStation 5 price that we just spoke about. The publication claims that the Japanese giant may attempt to temper the impact of a slow PS5 rollout by reducing the price of the PlayStation 4 and PS4 Pro consoles. It hopes that this will lock people into the ecosystem and simulate lucrative PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now subscriptions, which have become something of a cash cow for the company. Quote, Sony's chief executive officer, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida, has said that the company will aim to increase recurring revenue rather than one-time hardware purchases, the publication writes. This all sounds like a marked change from PlayStation's original strategy, especially when it was talking about converting users at an unprecedented pace just six months ago.
1: It's a smart call. Obviously, a a lot has changed
0: in the last six months, though. Um so yeah it'll be interesting
1: and it's it is a smart decision because if you can get as i said you get people in the ecosystem right if people are buying ps4s now they're like look they're not going to have as many as the free availability of the next generation consoles you think if you haven't already pick up a ps4 and they're like oh, okay cool and then you go because look ps5 is gonna be backwards compatible anyway any game that you buy there will be playable on your ps5 enjoy these games while you can and then transition over and i and yeah. then, then they're like look we'll even incentivize it if you were originally planning on spending a thousand dollars on a ps5 how about you spend you know 250 on a ps4 and buy 700 dollars worth of games like that that is certainly an option
0: yeah, it makes sense to lower the. I mean, you know, and new things coming out, you lower the cost of your old stock to start selling it off because you're not gonna, you know, you want to make money on the on the new on the new uh, product line
1: but yeah so like so it looks good you know in terms of a nice pr move but then additionally Mm. it also kind of helps with the business side of pushing old stock out which is handy uh buddy in the chat mentions they should bundle ps5 with plus and slash a rebranded now yep uh if they are supporting it that hard bundling with the ps4 games is a bad look i have a feeling that that bundling like this is just me uh personally speculating it wouldn't surprise me if that gets bundled at some point um and maybe doing it with PS4 might be like hey it's with the PS4 and guess what it's now when the PS5 launches it's coming with the PS5 as well hmm. maybe it's one of those like you know here's your initial rollout see how it goes see what the adoption rate is and then they know whether to push it harder or how if to market it differently come launch the next generation yeah of course but um, yeah, just today I had a, I had someone messaging me. um He was a, a guy I used to work with at the radio station back in the day, being like, "Hey, dude, I haven't spoken in ages. But should I buy a PS4?" I'm like, "Mate, it's been out for seven years. If you haven't bought a PS4 yet, don't rush for the PS5. Just buy it."
0: Yeah. Like if you can, if you can <laughs> maybe, wait, maybe wait a couple of weeks and it'll come down in price. Yeah. If you can
1: just wait <laughs> this long, mate, then then you're fine. Yeah. All right. Let's quickly get these quick bits out and wrap this bad boy up. Sounds like a plan. All right, so quick bits. PSC listings for Days Gone, The Last of Us 2 and GT Sport are fake. Uh, The the Japanese giant Sony said, quote, The listings are not accurate. We have have made no announcements to bring these games to PC. Uh, The Last of Us did also feature as a question on Jeopardy in the US. That's Piku. Firmware update 7.5 is live and you must download it to use online. However, it's just more stability fixes uh and the final bit of news for today i put this one in because i can star Man, there's, wars there's two there's two did we read that we mentioned that one earlier oh yeah we did actually yeah star right. wars episode one pod racer the beloved racing game is getting rejigged. it's getting remastered and it's coming to ps4 on the 12th of may 2020 now i hear some of you asking hey isn't isn't pod racing already on ps4 it is it's a sequel pod Ra- pod racer revenge but you are getting the origi didge remaster don't <laughs> say fuck that Cass. that is awesome news i bought i got a gog account just so i could play racer when it came to pc watch it watch
0: it come in at like 50 dollars, like jedi academy, you, academy did yeah and
1: then you know what i'll suddenly be a lot less excited about it <laughs> <laughs> But, anyways, okay. that's pretty much all the news that we could touch upon this week. Any more, and you'd be here for like actual years. Max, mm. that's that. What games are coming out this week in a section we call Coming to the Players? Well, let me just pull it up. Probably a smart, smart call, eh? I'll make some transitional music. Okay. <laughs> do, do, do. I oh, did. I, I do. drank my water instead. My apologies. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, no okay. worries. Okay,
0: here we go. So this week, the the new PlayStation games for April 21st. Again, this is coming from the US PlayStation blog, so some dates will change for us. Some games may be already out. Some games might not come out at all. We have Aces of the Multiverse, PS4 Digital, out April 23rd. Um, Azure Striker Gun Vault, Striker Pack, PS4 Digital, out April 24th. Deliver Us to the Moon, PS4 Digital, out April 24th. Guard Duty, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Cross Help Will Come Tomorrow, PS4 Digital.
1: Will it though?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have to find out. MotoGP20, PS4 Digital and Retail out April 23rd. Obey Me, PS4 Digital. Predator Hunting Grounds, PS4 Digital and Retail out April 24th. Spuds Unearthed, PS4 Digital out April 24th. Uh, Super Dodgeball, PS4 Digital. Trials of Mana, PS4 Digital and Retail, out April 24th. Wonderblade, PS4 Digital.
1: And that is it for the week. I think the only one of major note would be Predator. And even then, after Uh, a lot of the thoughts and opinions that are out in the wild, uh, not everyone's super stoked on Predator, I don't think.
0: And probably Trials of Mana. Yeah, It's a big big remake,
1: remaster. Remaster, I think, yeah. I'll do the reach Mm. out, though. I'll see if we can get our hands on uh, Predator from the PlayStation. I didn't
0: olds. I didn't mind it. I played the I played the beta a couple of weekends ago. It wasn't was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'll still reach out to see if it's available cuz it might be a bit of fun for us. But is Trials of Manor in, in your in your eyes?
0: Uh depending on its price point, I will probably pick it up. Mm.
1: Being a, a nice RPG. Okay. I should I should also see who's doing the PR for that one if you brought me to. <laughs> Anyways, that does bring us to the end of this week's big fucking news fest.
0: No, no, right. I hope
1: we didn't put you all, as I said before, and I'm going to repeat the same joke, didn't put you in a snooze fest. Hope you had a good time uh, listening to all our thoughts on a bunch of little crumbed bits of news. Now, Max, take it mm. away.
0: So this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to be part of future conversations, head on over to our Facebook, our Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the description, all the links are in the description below.
1: If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculture where you can watch us record this show live alongside some other fabulous people like Cass, Buddy, Dash, what else did we see here we saw zill we saw the reverend puck we saw a bunch of awesome people coming and joining the chats with us it's been an absolute blast if you have enjoyed your time here be sure to share the conversation tell your friends tell your families about this little playstation show be sure to leave us a star rating on, on your podcast services of choice and all those kind of nice things uh cast says you're a lot better at outros than intros that i am yes mate almost finished i'll be there we'll be in just a moment can I do a, a little bit more? A little bit more? Yeah. All right. My son's harassing me. A little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, so be if, if sure to give us a star rating on your podcast service of choice. Uh, it is much appreciated. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, to either watch us on the YouTubes, download on the pods. It's either way. Any any additional listener is much appreciated because we are still very much the little guys. Even here in Australia, when there's only like fucking three of us. Three position po- pods. So there's that. Uh, and we understand that it's difficult times right now, but if you were so inclined you could support us financially at patreon.com slash the or our merchandise store popculturist.com slash shop thank you once again max for joining me remotely from your little studio office space not a problem always a pleasure Been an absolute blast this way i really enjoyed the show today I, I, this, yeah, a lot was- of it, i got to be really opinionated and sometimes i it's, quite it- enjoy that
0: it was a nice change of pace, swapping between the news articles because obviously normally I would do the whole thing. Or in the in then, this and, then, in and this. then we chat and then we chat back and forth for the for the the main topic, but not having a main topic this week, it really allowed us to mm. to dig deeper into the news a bit more than we usually. Do. Yeah.
1: And if that's easier for you, we can look at doing oh, no, that no, no, next that's, week. No,
0: that's fine. I mean, it just was like four pages worth. Of it was a lot of info
1: today. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. thank you all for watching at home. It's much appreciated. And until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. All right, buddy, I'm done now. He can come inside. He can go. Come on. Yeah. Are you done? Yep. For the players the pop culture is playstation podcast is fan supported at patreon.com slash the pop and we'd like to thank our patreon producers and our patreon founders for their kindness their support and their generosity our patreon founders alpha ferret craig o'flaherty david shadoway jesse stevenson and jacob garner and our patreon producers aj Abatomi, Damien holdies carl dunn lee winder nathan massetti Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.